powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I feel like everyone knew that was going to be a loss, but I, I'm still finding a way to be disappointed after that one. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Over Ottawa. And what is unfortunately for uh, for us folks uh, across the pond, the final afternoon game of the season for the Sens. So we're in for a whole bunch of late nights. Uh, the two of us, if uh, the two of us being the two maybe only Sens fans in the UK, uh, we had this conversation last time. But um, yeah, I'm kind of sad. To, I'm almost more upsetting than the fact that that was a loss. That afternoon games are done we have to deal with midnight or later starts for the rest of the season i didn't actually even know that was our last afternoon game i, I didn't sure know that and it, it it's a bit odd because i swear like they've come in quite a few clusters this season they really have so we've yeah had, like an afternoon game and an afternoon game uh you know it's it hasn't really feel like they've been spread out i mean it's for me afternoon games are so difficult because I love the fact that I can watch the whole thing and it's not like 2, 3 a.m. But on the flip side, most of the time, we suck at afternoon games. So, <laughs> it's, you know, do I want to be happy or do I want everyone else to be happy? Yeah, and I just checked the only earliest game for the rest of the season. They have one uh, 6 o'clock start against Columbus, so 11 p.m. for us. So it's it's late ones here on out with... Uh, another trip out west included in there too. Oh, that's gonna be rough. That's uh, so yeah, yeah. from from so I, a safe bet you probably won't be watching from uh, March. What is it, sixth through the fourteenth? Those are uh, nine p.m. or later starts. Um, I'll probably be taking about half of those. I feel bad. Last time that the sends so mod hooked me up for the show. Last time the sends did a trip out west for four games. The only show the only one I did was an afternoon game against the Ducks. So she really hooked me up with those ones. So I think I'm gonna have yeah. to I'm gonna have to take some late ones this time around. Oh it's yeah it oh, honestly it's it's just like I said it's it's so hard. It's fine if it's a weekend. Like I can stay mm. up at a weekend easy. Like when I was a student I'd stay up all of the time like the amount of games that i would watch like i just think remember one time pulling an all-nighter and like watching a whole sense game and then tuning in watching like a vegas game or something just to pass the time and now it's like i maybe i maybe list it i don't even watch most nights if it starts at midnight i'll listen to the first period as i'm falling asleep and then the next morning i'm like oh okay what was the score <laughs> So, so with that in mind, and knowing that this is potentially one of the last full games you'll get to watch this season, um, does that add to the disappointment of the loss? Or in your mind, this was just like a scheduled loss, like everyone knew a back to back against uh, second half of the back to back against the Bruins. Like, was, did you have any hope at all coming into this I, one? I had hope that it would be a close game. And that, that was that was about it, really. I mean, it's the not only is it an afternoon game where we usually just for some reason forget what hockey is. 
it's against the Bruins, like you said. And yes, we have played okay against the Bruins in the first two games before this, but mm-hmm. you know, this is a Bruins team who've somehow gotten better and better and better throughout the season and just have the most insane home record that I think I've seen in the longest time. Like they've been beaten, I think is it like twice in regulation at home? And, 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 and still, it. what is it, undefeated it. still um, in regulation after leading after two periods? I believe the number was 29-0-2, so now 30-0-2 after leading yeah. in the... After, like... in, in, insane. Literally insane. So, yes, I was hoping that we'd be able to, like, take the fight to them, given how, for some reason, we're one of the teams they struggle against, of all teams. But having said that, it's a back-to-back. We have an ECHL goalie in net. <laughs> we, we've you know we've lost one of our top defensemen no. we still don't have like uh, one of our top goal scorers and it's about to be yeah it's, it, I think it was always going to be set up to be a scheduled loss so that's why my only hope was that we would kind of take the fight to them and we did so I'm I'm pretty okay with that the problem is looking back at the games that we should have won and didn't you know I don't think many of us were expecting us to win this but there have been so many games this season where I'm like, we should have had that. Yeah. So, you know. And 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 it bums me to say this. It really does. I actually look at today's game like that was a chance to win. Like the Bruins didn't look like the Bruins, to be honest. Like they didn't look that dominant through the game. The Sens power play looked awful for the first time in weeks. Um, the, it, the, yeah. I, that's, I think that's the most despairing thing is that, you know, yes, we had loads of chances that uh, we were robbed a few times by Olmark, admittedly. Oh, that's, it's, yeah. that's a given, though, but when you're playing him. That's a given. Yeah. But the amount of chances that we just didn't make or just did not even try to capitalize on any chances. And then the the five on three for almost two yeah. minutes. This team, honestly, we have some of the best, well, up until today, we had like the second best power play in the league. Yeah, I guarantee you, that's all four on three power plays. We never seem to score on a five on three, and I'm here like this is the easiest time in a game to score. This this time period has literally been set up for you to score, and every single time it's like they forget how to run a power play. Uh, you know, are they just not prepared? It's it's like they're overwhelmed. Football? They have too much it's, space or something. It's it's wild. Yeah, I and then they start trying to do loads of like fancy moves and passes and deeks and i'm just like just just throw the puck at the net like normally i'm all for skill i'm very much like i love seeing amazing plays but when you're against the bruins you have to take any chances you can get and yet even if it looks a bit sloppy there's still a high chance they could get mm. in the net rather than you just trying to do something fun and it just kind of falling apart and the puck end up going back the other way I think the um, worst part is that is that five on three, as bad as they look, that was also a five on three with Patrice Bergeron in the penalty box. Like yeah, arguably their best main penalty killer. Yeah, like we didn't even have to fight Patrice Bergeron. It, it just looked like it looked like a gift and they just like and I think especially in that five on three though, but the whole game as well, I think Batherson looked really, really rough, which is just I mean, everyone was singing his praises after the game yesterday against the Blues, because he looked great that game. Um, but just kind I, of... I don't know what uh, he was doing. I Some days... Refused to shoot. Refused. Some, 
I think some days it's like you said, it's either getting overwhelmed or I think it's overthinking. I think it gets to the point where quite often this team starts overthinking. But then every now and then they would just completely underthink. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, you're overanalyzing all of your like shooting chances and your passing and then just then forgetting that defense exists. But like, it's one thing I noticed, like we, we pass a lot and that's fine sometimes, but a lot of it's back passing, which always does my nut in because I'm sort of here like this isn't this isn't rugby, this isn't like American football or something. You don't need to throw it backwards. Like it yeah. you know, you can move forwards while still sort of moving forward. And yeah, it's just the I think sometimes there are still quite a few of our slightly younger players who are afraid to just throw the puck at the net. You know, they'd rather pass it and see if someone else can throw the puck at the net. You know, the amount of like plays that I've seen, and I'm just like, why didn't you try to shoot? You've you've just passed it. it. It's like passing the buck, right? They're trying to pass the pressure onto someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, that that was at least frustrating. But like we said, it, it's it's the Bruins at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, how many people beat the Bruins? <laughs> Yes, and I think they said on the broadcast that the Sens and the Panthers are the only two teams to beat the Bruins twice this season, which is wild because neither of those teams is that close to a playoff spot, really. Like, both teams are struggling a lot more than expected, so I think, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think you have to embrace that sometimes. Some, there's, there's something about, maybe not this that season. Is. That's the Kachuk effect. Oh, uh, could you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. The Kachuk effect. The only thing it could be. <laughs> Yeah. No. Oh, but yeah, you're saying sorry. I, yeah, no, um I forget where I was going with that, but on an earlier point you made, you hate the drop passes. Now, uh I remember from last time that you were on the show and we had this conversation that you discovered the Sens during the 16-17 season and that's making me realize you are the perfect template for the type of person who would have a very like a love hate relationship if you had watched Jason Spezza every night because <laughs> I don't know how, how how much like footage of Jason Spezza you've seen over the years as far as like his time with Ottawa but notorious for power play he's going up the neutral zone drops it to the defensive blue line he was he was the drop pass king at the time yeah I that would have done my nothing and admittedly I feel like I'm slightly allowed to hate Jason Spezza a bit because he went to Toronto. So, I think it's yeah, fair. It's, yeah, it's at the very yeah. least, towards the end of uh, towards the end of his time with Ottawa, at the very least, that drop pass was to Carlson, so someone was flying in. Yeah, with the I puck, mean, there's, there's, but, there's that. You know, like <laughs> I, I, I get you know, just feed Carlson and hope for the best. But that, yeah. yeah, I've never, I've never loved the drop passes, and there seems to be a lot of it's a lot. And I mean, like, I don't want to hold this against DJ Smith because I do think it's it's like it's things are turning around. One hundred percent, things are turning around. But he he seems like his his game plan seems so heavy on drop passes and dump and chase. Like you think but he's with openly admitted group, to most the Sens have openly admitted to dump and chase being their main strategy. And I'm just, like, I that's mean, not with, a strategy. That's like, that's on paper, you think there's so many skilled puck carriers <laughs> on the team. Just I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And I mean, you say you're not gonna put it on DJ Smith. I'm gonna put a lot of it on DJ Smith. I I don't care. I'm past that point. It's it seems like at the moment he's not the type of coach that is going to take us higher. Right. You know, for me personally, 
he has been amazing in bringing the team together, getting the team sort of mentally through, you know, some really rough times. You know, all the players love him. Mm-hmm. You know, apparently there's it's a good locker room. But at the same time, a good locker room, it, it's great. But when your results aren't reflecting that, yeah. then it something needs to happen. And every every game I watch, I swear, I get more frustrated. You know, constantly chucking out the fourth line in a third period where we're oh, down, where we're down. And, yeah. you know, we didn't even have a shot in like the first 10 minutes of, or, or like in the beginning of the third, but for 10 minutes. We didn't, I didn't think we had a shot. And I'm like, you cannot go that long without getting a shot. <laughs> and again, going back to the power play, one of our power plays, we didn't record a single shot on. And I'm like, yeah. what's, what is going on here? Like what, but at the same time, when you're not being given like forward depth by your GM, that's also a problem. Yeah. Um... You know, we do not have a lot of scoring depth depth down into the bottom six. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> so it, this, this is why, I mean, I'm probably more cynical than most people. I'm not the most pessimistic person. I'm not the most cynical person on the internet. But, you know, while I have been majorly loving the fact that we've just gone, what, like seven, two and one, you know, that's so good. I'm so happy. The joy I felt last night watching that St. Louis game where all the goals just kept going in. I have not felt joy like that in a long time. But there is still a lot of work that this team needs. And, yeah, I think there's some overhauling still to be done. Yeah, uh, Maude and I were talking on the show yesterday that, and, and, and you know, props to us for still finding a way to uh, be like, how could this be better after a game like that? <laughs> Which, honestly, we probably should have just embraced how fun that was. But uh, my main point was, and maybe, like, it's going to be tougher a tougher sell now after how bad his game was, but I would love to see Batherson moved as, like, the main piece in acquiring a top four defenseman. I I would not be opposed to that. I just don't I know how that... likely that is. Because, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe GMs are just going to look at his offensive output and be like, yeah, this is great. But between the fact that he can't play defense and there's still, you know, the question marks about the 2018 World well, Junior team with him, like, I don't know how many well, GMs are going to want to go after him. I mean, realistically speaking, this is the NHL and this is ice hockey. I don't actually think they care that much about things like that. <laughs> we mm-hmm. we've seen what's been happening with like hockey Canada. We saw what happened with the Blackhawks. You know, I I don't think that someone possibly maybe maybe not who knows we still don't know being involved in a situation like that. I don't think other GMs are going to care. Which is really sad to say. Yeah. Really really it 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 hurts having to say that, but I don't think other GMs are going to care. That's a great point you just made about yeah comparing it to the Blackhawks situation because coming into the season everyone's like well everyone on that team is now tarnished to me and I can't look at any of them the same and I'm seeing those same people being like oh how cool would it be to get Jonathan Taves at the trade deadline like people they, they we yeah. like everyone's I'm not even just I'm not saying Sens fans because like I don't think any yeah, Sens yeah. fans have been like let's buy like really hard but I was just hockey 
fans across the board the same people who were disgusted by it have also been like super on board with bringing in like jonathan taves or patrick kane or whoever right so i just I, the thing is 100 I mean, the main reason fans, i was yeah i mean the main reason i was okay with the brinkett was because when uh, someone actually interviewed oh, yeah. him about the situation and he basically kind of said well, I wasn't around at the time, yeah. but I think it sounded awful. And, you know, he made like a really sensible statement. Oh, for sure. Following a question that he actually shouldn't have been asked, mm -hmm. you know, and I sort of looked at him and I was like, okay, that's, that's how you answer that. Like, that yeah. is how you answer that. Yet, looking looking at like Kane and Taves and the whole rest of those, like either the players that might still have been left or the players in past, like, not handled well yeah not handled it, yeah. well and it's like, all I'm... just like if, if hockey fans have a memory that short maybe you know by choice imagine how short gm's memories are going to be exactly. or something like that so yeah so i don't think that's gonna be a problem in terms of the in terms of like trading him and i think teams might look past the whole no defense thing if they already have decent defense right. i think if there's right. a team that's trying to reach the playoffs that needs power play depth, good goal scoring, I think they they would be the teams to target. But obviously on the flip side, we're looking for a defenseman back. So mm -hmm. we'd be shipping off someone who has no defensive skills and asking for a defenseman in return. Like that's just doubly weakening an opposing like another team's blue line. Yeah. In, like, in and, and, and if you were a team that's shopping a defenseman, you probably just have strong defense in the first place. So you're probably not too concerned with that. But it's such a that's the thing too, is that like because it, it'd be like ideally a young roster player for a young roster player in that in that case. So it'd have to be a really specific move. And maybe the better option is as long as you got the space for it, because Stutzler's contract kicks in next season. Um, Debrinkit's going to get a pay raise, probably not like a crazy, like maybe a couple million more than he's making this season, two or three million more. So you kind of have to work the money out. But maybe um, Mod and I are both fully on board with this. I, I want to know what you think of this too, because I can't stop thinking about how like this. Feels uh, like I, I, I don't him, care about shipping him out. Send him off. <laughs> not, not even that. Well, how would you I've feel all... about a Debrinkit trade? No, 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 not, not trading Debrinkit. Oh. No, 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 not sorry. Not, the take the template of the Debrinkit trade. And make that move, but for a defenseman this time. Because the Sens are probably going to end up with a pick in the 10 to 15 range. So, like, it won't be as high. I love yeah, the idea of just think... saying, fuck this draft. Like, the, as, as, as well, much as the season's thing, been It depends on the draft depth. It depends completely yeah. on, the dra on the draft depth. Like, I haven't had personal chance to kind of research it too much. Mm. I mean, obviously, we know Bedard is insane. Yeah. We know <laughs> yeah. that. We, 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 know, we know that's that's the thing. But... I think because he is so good, we barely hear from anything about any of the other prospects. Like, I can't think of seeing any sort of prospects this year or, you know, any draft-eligible players that haven't been him. So I don't know if, you know, I'm praying that the team's done far more research than little old me has. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... I like you said, you wonder this year is is this time to move some stuff? I mean we still have most of our picks this year, I think, don't we? We've got a couple uh, yeah. extra sevens, I think. Like we haven't we haven't done a lot in terms of buying. And and this is the thing, and it's one thing I'm gonna try and write about actually, is are we gonna be buyers? Are we gonna be sort of buyers? Are we going to be sellers? What What is the plan? 
And I think regardless of what our hopes are for the rest of the season, you know, whether or not the Sens are going to attempt to push for a playoff spot, wildcard spot, or whether we know, right, actually, it's put it on the back burner, sort it next year. I I think we still need to figure out what we're doing by the deadline, at least. Mm -hmm. On your point of the draft picks, yeah, so the Sens have uh, their own picks, uh, save for their third round pick as they moved that pick uh, to Toronto with Matt Murray to just take him. So no third round pick for the census here, but they have their own first, second, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then they have Nashville's seventh and that conditional Rangers seventh from the mod trade. So not like they're stocking up on picks or anything this year, really, but I honestly, with how the team is built, I, I, genu- I genuinely do think that they're one top four defenseman and a healthy season out of Zub and Norris away from really, really making a push. So I'm fully on board with the big move. This is the thing that we haven't, I can't remember if we touched upon much last time. I can't remember that far back. Um, That's one other thing. We have had a lot of injuries. Mm -hmm. You know, how many, we've lost Zub like at least twice. Yeah. Shabbat, I think at least twice. Sanderson at least twice. Like, you know, our blue line for as faulty as it is at times as well has been decimated. So yeah. I think yeah we we need another we need an elite defenseman and maybe just shuffle and change up the bottom six whether you try and bring people up from Belleville from the NCAA or you know whether you bring people in you just need to revamp it and, yeah. and obviously like you said please can can people stay healthy in no a, more shoulder injuries yeah. no no more shoulder oh. injuries please. <laughs> Stop trying to bring guys back when they can't take a face off. Um, so in, in a perfect world, in my perfect dream world, um, the Oilers acquire Carlson because I want to see Carlson and McDavid together. And if they do that, then also they're going to be out on Chikrin. And by some miracle, I still, I'm still, I'm still holding on to it. I want, I want Jacob Chikrin to Ottawa. I want it. Um, yeah. I don't know how I mean, likely he's, that he's is. Still, still not played. I think the past few days has he? They sat him out yeah. for trade purposes. So, so it sounds like he's going to get moved, and it's. I don't think the Sens have the the assets ready at this point to make that move as a deadline move. That they're they're going if they go after a big defenseman, it's probably going to be an off season move. So I'm not sure how likely that is. I love the idea of Mackenzie Weger. I don't know if you were seeing talks about him. Yeah, being moved from no, Calgary. that was that's. Yeah, that is another name that i've seen floated about that i'd be like yeah yeah and management's I mean, probably looking at like oh he's an ottawa guy he'll take a discount so i mean there's probably something to that as well but well and not just the discount part but like we we do like our local boys we we do like our hometown local even boys. when they're it's, eric the sense... <laughs> like... yeah yeah uh, scott sabrin he's uh... relatively local i think i can't remember no we we have like several criteria if you're gonna be, if you if if Ottawa wants you, mm-hmm. you either have to be childhood slash teenage friends slash young adult friends with any one of the current players or other prospects. Right. Your dad probably needs to be an NHL player. Yeah. Or a or a coach or someone working in the organization currently. UND. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and local boy. Yeah. <laughs> if you tick all four of those boxes, you're in the sense. 
so yeah that that honestly that that probably to me sounds almost more plausible than chikrin yeah the price is probably but, much lower too Ex yeah. Yeah, um ex uh expiring deal um i don't know he maybe he'd like to play for ottawa as well that'd be nice um but no, I don't think anyone's going to come close to uh, Giroux as far as best uh, local boy acquisition for quite some oh, 100%. time. I, I'm honestly, like, in awe of what he's done this season. You know, people were saying, like, oh, he's getting old now. Maybe he'll slow down. No. No. He's, I, I, he's, basically, he's basically having a resurgence yeah. of... Yeah. And I'm here. I'm here for it. I'm I love it. Here for it. Absolutely love it. And I know. And very early on, like within within, I'd say like four or five games, I saw a bunch of people tweeting like he kind of looks a lot like Alfredson out there. And I was like, uh, I'm not. I'm not buying into that quite yet. But now that we're like 56 games into the season, he plays a lot like Alfie, and it makes <laughs> me feel like a kid again. I love it. It's 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 a great. It just solid two way can score uh is everyone's dad that's that's the that's the alfie resume so yeah. it's, it's working really well for Giroux as well yeah i honestly i mean i remember people saying at the beginning of the season why is claude Giroux playing like we expected alex de brinker to play out <laughs> that's yeah honestly yeah. and i was sort of like that's yeah <laughs> no but well, yeah if... i I'm, i don't think we should let tonight's game get us down too much that's so funny you say that because I was about to go into my last real big complaint about today's game, which is, can we end the Shabbat Zaitsev pairing experiment already, please? Like, can we just, can we just... I wanted to end it months ago. It's, this this right. shouldn't still even be a thing. And the problem is, is that, like, Shabbat still, like, he had a pretty good game, all things considered. He had one of his better games of the season, I think. And despite Zaitsev just like dragging him down for Anchor. most of it. Anchor. And and this is this is one thing that still bugs me and it's again like I said something I'm gonna write about at some point is the things that Pierre Dorian didn't do in the off season are starting to almost outweigh the things that he did do. He didn't sort out sight said he I mean we still have Travis Hamanick Who's who's looked who's looked good with Sanderson according to him as well. Like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, geez, I wonder why that is. Oh. I mean, he wasn't too bad today. To be fair to him, he wasn't too bad today. He had, he had a really I'm nice like, back that, check there. That experiment should not have ever happened. Right. You know, we we literally we we have Zaitsev, and around the same time we got Ron Hainsey. then we got Gabranson, <laughs> then we got Hamannik. We're just spending like so much money on these dead weight drag down defensemen i miss and dylan Demello. so i was just much. about to say and we could have kept dylan Demello. and the thing is i think the main issue was term i think mm. it was either that we didn't want to pay him or it was term and at the end of the day we've paid pretty much as much money for um like for hamannick I mean, yeah, not term, but we paid the same amount of money. Gabranson, I think's cap hit was four million. It is now with uh with Columbus. I, I think it was it was move. still three to four when he was with us. And I'm just he might have had one of those like, contracts you... where the the real money was lower, which was the yeah, Sens' favorite move I think, for a while. I think that's there. what it was. I think I think he had a cap right. hit of four, but we actually paid him three. <gasps> Could you imagine Sanderson but... with Demello? 
Can you? Like, well, this thing, I still think Demello was Thomas Shabbat's best partner. Yeah, Zub Sanderson. Now that would have been that would be cool with a Demello. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have we could have had a top four of those three guys. And I'm just I I'm still mad about it. It then, was years ago, and I'm still mad about and it. And then, and then, who's that upset at a branch from holded third pair? I'm cool with that. Like, if if if, if, if in this hypothetical, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Hold on, mm. could be better. But in isolated minutes, he's all right. You yeah. know, he's. But yeah, it's. I yeah the 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 yeah. choices that have been made especially on the blue line the last few years have just yeah i'll I'll, yeah, and, I'll, I'll take i'll take holden over hamnick or larson or whoever else i want to call up so yeah the upside is i i do love the idea of, of you know like maybe conservatively selling at the deadline move watson uh, move Kelly if you can. They're probably not going to move Kelly. Well, um, yeah, I, I, I think this is the thing. I definitely think we can move Watson. I think yeah. we should. I, I think in terms of whether it be deadline or off season, I think we have to try and shift Zaitsev. We have to try and shift Hamnick somehow. Whether it's now or whether it's July, at some point, mm-hmm. we have to shift those. In terms of players that. I think if we have to move, we have to move. Kastelik and Kelly, I want to root for them so bad. I really want to root for them so badly. I'm sorry, my partner's just grabbing me my phone charger. <laughs> well, while, while while you're on that, while you're on that point, I was gonna actually bring up that, like, you know, even if they do move on from Watson or or Kelly or Gambrell, the deadline, you know, who's probably getting called up first is fucking Kastelik. Like that's what's gonna happen. I can see I can yeah. see it right and now. They're gonna be like, no, 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 we'll leave keep Sokolov and Crookshank in the minors where they're killing it. Like just just give yeah. give the, the kids thing is a like, chance. What, I don't know what and I don't are Belleville even good enough to be make the playoffs in EA at the moment? Nah. Like, why not bring them up? If it, why not? Give them a chance to see how they do. If they're not needed in Belleville, <laughs> then they're not needed in Belleville. God forbid you have skill in the fourth well. line, you know? And I think it's something that sorry, I'm live on the internet and I'm just plugging things in. Um, <laughs> that's the thing, you know. Why are we so afraid to put skilled, fast players on the on on the fourth line? For so many years, we've been obsessed with having the fourth line be basically aggressive, checking players, throwing hits, starting fights. Do, do we need that? Do we do we really need that? No. Yeah. Is that what we want to devote our entire fourth line to? And this thing, I want to root for Castle and Kelly because they're younger guys. They, you know, they, they, you can see them trying, yeah. but it's kind of like, could they get us something? You know, could a they get sixth, us something? Sixth, seventh, I take it. Honestly, I like Castle more than the rest of the rotating door of fourth liners. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Kelly just hasn't done it. Gambrell not doing it. Watson not doing it. Like I'm perfectly well, apart from happy. today. Apart from today, Gambrell decided he was going to have about four cans of the Monster Energy and get out there today. Uh, and the Sens are oh, where has are this oh been the whole rest of the season? The, the Sens are zero oh and two in games that Gambrell has a point, so that's fun. Yep. He's the anti Debrinket. Yeah. He's like the. <laughs> I don't know how how that's going to go, but 
it, but yeah, oh. and like we said earlier, Batson, move him. I I don't mind. Like if I would rather lose him than Pinto or yeah. Greg or yeah, yeah. Uh, if we're gonna send off one of them, I don't mind it being him. Uh, defense be is a problem, and offense is. Honestly, uh, not even just like a positive on the sends, but frankly, like they, 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 they've got more than they need. So I, I figured, you know, just try. I, I, I would love to see him him shipped out for, uh, for a top four defenseman because as much yeah. as his contract's probably the best out of a lot of the, the tops, it's kind, of, it's kind of a sweetheart contract at this point with how many points he scores. I think any GM looks at an under five mil for the next three years and who can put up like, you know, at least 70 75 points if he stays healthy like go for it and in return just give us a defenseman who knows what to do (laughs) because the Sens need more of those yeah one last question i want to pose to you what do you think about the goaltending what do we do moving forward with this well i see i'm do you think the cam talbot experiment is over already i think i think so i'm one of those people who has a really tough time putting any faith into already established goalies because goalies are just goalies are voodoo you can't like goalies are the weirdest thing in the world um there's so many goalies that struggle in the minors and they look good in the nhl um i think you look at honestly i'm perfectly happy with so forsberg's probably out for the whole season um when talbot's when talbot comes back just yeah like stick with him for a bit and then Whoever consistently is playing better between Sogard and Mandelese, I think you keep one of them up. But between them uh, and then Marilainen is killing it in Finland for some reason. Dude struggled in the OHL and is killing it in pro in Finland now because that's just how it works, apparently. Um, like I said, goalies are a different voodoo. style of play as well over there. You know, you get used to different yeah. style of play, different, maybe different slightly different you know maybe they're stricter on stuff not as strict on stuff you know it's yeah yeah all that all that to say i think it's really really tough to address a goalie issue and walk away from that making a move that works i think goalies are the weirdest thing and you just kind of have to hope that somewhere in your mess of goalies in the pros and in the minors you just hope that something there is gonna work yeah but this is this is the one thing that I just I I look back at the last few years and the, the goalie experiments we had and most <laughs> of the goalies we had that were really good were the ones that we didn't kind of put the pressure on. You know, yeah. before both of them got out injured, in my opinion, Forsberg was playing better. Yep. Like you know, so many less risky moves and decisions. Look back a few years ago, we have Murray. But again, our, our backups were playing better. Remember Anders Nielsen? Yeah. He he stood in his head some nights and and did the most insane things. And it, it's a, it's almost like we get so many of these goalies that are heralded as like amazing, and then they come to water and they just die. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that says something about our defense. I don't know if that says something about sheer dumb luck. But, you know, like, I've heard a few people throwing out that maybe we should go for Thatcher Demko. And I'm like, what's to say that the same thing that happened with Talbot and Murray won't just happen with Demko here? Yeah. It's like Demko could be Murray or he could maybe not be. <laughs> Do a trade. Those are the two options. You're right, folks. Um, but, yeah, I think I think with that uh, 
awful, awful goalie question looming, we'll call it a show because the Zoom gods are uh, cutting out our time here momentarily. The so, Zoom gods. yeah, the Zoom, the Zoom gods who make sure that we don't go over time every single time on the show because that's what we unless tend we'd to like do. to pay more money <laughs> yeah exactly well thank you so much for coming back on the show uh it was really nice to talk to you again and um yeah hopefully uh if uh you know the sends get enough afternoon games in the future maybe we can uh do this again yeah honestly thanks for having me on again um apologies to everyone that's had to look at my god awful uh integrated webcam that makes my entire face and background look like a potato so but yeah it's been fun being on again and just getting to chat about the sends and yeah hopefully we can do it again next season sounds good all right and everyone thanks for watching make sure to like and subscribe and we will see you next time game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook